if you could, Colonel Layton, if you can give us your, your wisdom, your analysis, your expertise and all this as you do every week, what would that mean if the United States were to just stop funding uh, aid to Ukraine, assistance to Ukraine? Yeah, Jim, in one word, it would be a disaster. And the reason it would be a disaster is that Ukraine is really dependent on the kind of aid that we're providing it. We are, in terms of sheer dollar numbers, uh, the biggest donor to the Ukrainians in terms of GDP per capita. There are other countries like some of the Baltic states that are actually donating more than we are. Uh, but in terms of raw numbers, we are the biggest single donor to the Ukrainians. And we also have the weaponry. So from a military standpoint, what you're looking at, Jim, is a situation where all of the ammunition that gets to Ukraine, or at least a large portion of it, uh, would be stopped in the pipeline at some point. Uh, they would not be getting Abrams tanks any, any more than what they already have. They wouldn't be getting the F-16s that they've asked for. Uh, they wouldn't be getting any of the high mortar systems that uh, they've gotten and that they would need to uh, replace uh, you know, some of the, the parts that would get worn out. Uh, so all of that would stop. And in essence, what you'd be seeing is the counteroffensive. If you, we think it's stalled now, it would really get stalled. And the risk would be uh, that the Russians could then come in and mount their own counteroffensive, and the Ukrainians would have a lot less hardware to stop them with. And that uh, is an extremely dangerous situation and would really reverse all of the gains that the Ukrainians have made so far. And Colonel Aiden, I mean, beyond that, just the, uh, the mechanics of, uh, of supporting the Ukrainians and arming them um, as they mount this counteroffensive, I guess, what kind of statement would it send to the world if the United States were to all of a sudden pull the rug out from under the Ukrainians? And what message would be received in the Kremlin by Vladimir Putin? Because it sounds like from what you're saying is that maybe Vladimir Putin might see a bit of a green light here, an opening to ramp things up and see if he could crush the Ukrainians while he maybe had a window of opportunity if the United States is starting to go wobbly. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, Jim, when uh, the Kremlin looks at this, they are looking for any sign of weakness. And the kind of weaknesses that they'd be looking for would be a thing like a stopping in funding, a stopping in the supply line, whether it's due to funding or some operational issue. Uh, they are really focused on those kinds of things. And as far as the signal to the rest of the world is concerned, what you'd be dealing with there is also a signal of weakness, lack of resolve on the part of the United States. Uh, you know, you kind of look at it in uh, the lens perhaps from the 1970s and 1980s, compare what the United States, how the United States was perceived in the 1970s, uh, in Europe and in, in the Soviet Union, and then how the United States was perceived in the 1980s. It was a, a world of difference. And it's that, uh, in essence, that peace through strength doctrine that uh, becomes important. And in that the corollary to that would be you have to supply the people that are doing your fighting for you. And in this particular case, the Ukrainians are definitely doing the fighting for us because the Russians look at this as just one chapter in a war that they already say they're fighting with the West and especially with the United States. So you serve, you know, on the House Armed Services Committee and, and you now have 45 days in which to, you know, craft uh, a new a spending bill or at least agree to it, et cetera. Are you hoping it will include funding for Ukraine or is it your feeling that there will have to be a separate measure? We need to fund Ukraine. Look, even those folks who want a diplomatic solution or want to figure out what the end game is, 
can't just yank the funding. You know what happens if we yank the funding tomorrow? Putin marches into Kiev. All of the funding we've given in the year and a half with Zelensky would go down the drain, and you'd basically be handing over Ukraine to Putin. So I don't care what the mechanism is. If we have to have a separate vote because people want to vote their conscience on Ukraine, fine, do it that way. If we can get it as part of the budget deal, we'll do it that way. But we have to fund it. And I have been one of the voices supporting the president, but saying at the same time, pursue diplomacy. That means, though, you've got to continue to fund Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And just yesterday, you know, after the House uh, voted for this stopgap measure, uh, you know, your colleague uh, Mike Quigley said this is a win for Putin because it excluded the aid of Ukraine. How long do you believe, you know, Ukraine can go without this additional support? Can it afford to wait, you know, 45 days uh, until uh, the end of, of this stopgap measure? Or do you believe there has to be something worked on more urgently? My understanding from the administration is that the resources are there right now for Ukraine to be able to defend themselves, but that we need to quickly move to get them resources, at least within this 45-day period. What I would say is it should be taken up Monday when we're back in session, because as you know, these things take time. And what I wouldn't want to see happen is these 45 days go by and we don't pass anything. At some point, it is going to strain Ukraine's ability to de defend themselves. Do you worry that in, in the last 24 hours, you know, this sends a message to Russia. This gives it, you know, added, uh, you know, rhetorical ammunition. Uh, to, to carry on, to cement its position, to potentially take further advantage of Ukraine, despite the fact that the U.S. has invested in and uh, offered and delivered on a lot of money and aid? Well, Russia should not underestimate the United States' resolve. They should just look at the votes we had over the last week on giving aid to Ukraine. I voted for those bills every single time. It was about 300-plus members of the House were for Ukraine aid, about 100 or so were not, and the Senate is overwhelmingly for it. So we're going to get the aid to Ukraine. But, you know, this is going to be a big question in the 2024 presidential election. The candidates have very different visions. President Biden is for standing with Ukraine and making sure Putin can't just march into Kiev. And on the other side, you've got President Trump who's saying end the war and basically uh, hand this uh, and Ukraine to do whatever they want to to, to Russia. And, I, and that's going to be a big uh, issue in the campaign. All right. We'll leave it there. Congressman Rokana, thank you so much.